And I said, how, how do I partner with somebody, mom, who, cause I kept getting with these mean girls. And I'd be like, oh, I love her. And then I'd be like, every time I turn around, I feel like I'm getting skewered. And she said, Lisa, choose people that when you walk away from them, you are more in love with Jesus. And if you walk away from somebody and you're more impressed with Jesus as a result of being with them, not necessarily impressed with them, then that's a person you can do life with. Callie, when you talked about sacrifice yes. and it being intentional because yes. he did give him everything that made him royal yes. um, in that moment. And I mean, him giving him his sword was also saying, I'm being so vulnerable with you that you could kill me in this moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so there's an absolute trust there. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it was sacrificial and it wasn't just, I'm going to bless you. It was going to, it was, I'm taking something that has blessed me yeah. right. and I'm investing it yes. in you because I believe so much in this well, partnership. Trust, but help me understand though, that it wasn't a trust that was earned. No, mm -hmm. no. It wasn't like they had no. this, they built this relationship if and all of a sudden he earned he it. should have been resentful yes. because Saul vacillated back yes. and forth between right. yes. really honoring David, play the harps that'll soothe me mm -hmm. and vilifying David because yes. he was such a jealous nut job. And so if anything, Jonathan should have been wary of, he could take my place. My dad seems just totally like he is so obsessed with this dude named David. And David came from a much lesser, if you think of a caste system, David was outside of royalty. I mean, everything about their friendship is unlikely. And I think what she pointed out, the most unlikeliest of all, is that Jonathan, Jonathan laid down royalty and picked up a, really a tunic of humility to enter into a partnership with him. He, David could not do anything for Jonathan. Jonathan could do everything for David at that point in their friendship, which is huge. I think partners are when you, when you join together with another person for a purpose. I think parents, are partners. They're shepherding these beautiful kids they get to call children. I think even co-workers, let's say you're on a, a church staff with somebody and you're, you're co-laboring together. In the New Testament, that's called synergos. You're in sync with each other. I think that's partnership. I think partnership denotes purpose. But you can be friends with people that you actually don't have a purpose with together. I have friends in my life. I've been in the same Bible study for 15 years. Goodness gracious. I'd call all of those women friends. I, I love them. But some of them I only see at Bible study. If they needed me, I'd come over to their house. But we're not, we're, we're not connected like that. <laughs> And then there's some other people in my life, we're connected like that, we're actually kind of yoked, the Bible would call it. That means we're we're so connected that we're like a pair of oxen that are plowing a field. We're yoked together and we're doing something purposefully together. I, I think that's the difference between, between partnership and friendship. Doesn't mean friendship isn't worth it. Man, you need as many friends as you can get that are safe friends. But I think partnership, that's, that's a very unique calling that God gives you to, to walk out together. 
when we went from zero kids to three at the same time, we're like, we better get some scripture over these kids. <laughs> and we use a verse from that story. In life, they're united and in death, they will not be divided. They'll be swifter than eagles and stronger than lions. And that's like the verse we pray over them because I mean, they have a very unique situation, but we want them to be united in this life as Christians and not separate in the next life that they'll all accept Christ. But then just, of course, that's the spiritual, but then just in the yeah. way that they live out, that they're a force and that they're on the same page. And I've just seen it. I mean, of course we have people who are saved that you're friends with, but you don't have the same relationship as ones you're really on mission with. And I, for me, I think God does different things in everyone's life. God provided a husband for me when I was 19 and that's my best friend. The other friends outside of that, have come and gone. Um, but I have three that are very um, consistent and that we're on mission with. And so it's it's different when you're like, we are living to bring as many people to Christ as possible. We're not going to get caught up in the little things. But that doesn't really mean that then I have 50 close friends. Mm-hmm. It means that I have a few people that, and I, I wasn't as uh, transparent as Jonathan and David. I, people kind of have to show me I can trust you <laughs> at, at this point. Um, but it's just different. And it's a it's a deeper relationship where maybe your life doesn't look like social media, but you have those people that really, you're both praying for someone's salvation. You're both praying for the struggles. And I just think that's a neat gift that God gives us that we don't have to be here by ourselves, that we get to have people in the church or we're connected as a, you know, family um, that see things the same way. By the grace of God, I'd have, I've had a motley crew that's pursued me <laughs> like you and just wouldn't let me not yes. be their friend. And now I don't know how I do life without them. But years ago, I remember asking my mom, I was like, how do I, how do I choose the people that I really align with? Mm-hmm. Not just the people I'm on a big team with, but the people I partner with. I played tennis growing up and, you know, it's, I love doubles better than singles. I just, it was just more fun to me. Mm-hmm. And I said, how, how do I partner with somebody, mom, who, cause I kept getting with these mean girls mm-hmm. and I'd be like, Oh, I love her. And then I'd be like, every time I turn around, I feel like I'm getting skewered. And she said, Lisa, choose people that when you walk away from them, you are more in love with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if you walk away from somebody and you're more impressed with Jesus as a result of being with them, not necessarily impressed with them, then that's a person you can do life with. Yeah. And it was such a simple, mm-hmm. yeah. just this kind of simple mantra, if you will. But I've thought of that so many times because I'll be with somebody I like or somebody I admire or somebody who's been incredibly kind to me. But I think, I don't feel like I'm walking away more in love with Jesus. But then the people I've been with who even when they tell me a hard truth, their motive is so for me to be be more in love with Jesus. I walk away so in love with Jesus even if I want to wait a minute or two before I go to dinner with them again because they kind of hurt my feelings. (laughs) But I'm more in love with Jesus. Then I go, oh, that's a person I, I really can do life with closely. God created partnership because we are truly better together. It, it isn't just a cute little phrase that somebody came up with for a TV show. <laughs> 
It's actually a concept that God has put in motion to say, listen, none of us are meant to be Lone Rangers. None of us are meant to be Mavericks. You know, yes, you can. I can accomplish great things through your life, but when you choose to actually lay this down and lay that down and pick that up and you do it in partnership with other people, um, it's a constant thing of, okay, I can do this greater thing uh, when we partner and work together. And I think that he's constantly showing us and giving us the opportunity uh, to see through our relationships, through our friendships, that we really are truly better together. And then this is pretty simple too, but it's proven true in my life as I get closer and closer to that, well, I'm in the second half of my life. Um, I'll be, I keep telling myself I'm 60 because I'm going to be 60 in a year and a half. So I'm preparing myself <laughs> for it. I'm 58, no but I'm, I'm close to 60. <laughs> and it's taken me a long time to realize I do really, really well in relationships with people who are gifted in areas where I'm weak. And so I don't, I'm not as strong in same, same relationships. And so I'm not going to choose a windbag like me to spend every day with because who would listen in that relationship? But I'm finding myself so drawn to people where I go, oh, well, that's so not my gift area. I've struggled there. And then I go, wow, when I'm with them together we're, we're a little more Barnabasette and Paulette. We're a little more effective in the way we communicate the gospel because she is so gifted in areas where I, I'm still growing or may never be effective. And so I also think it's important as we talk about relationships to always have somebody older, yes. always have somebody younger, because yes. otherwise we get so myopic yeah. mm-hmm. and we call God's will what is really human preference. Yes. And so I go, give me other opinions. Yes. Yes. Give yeah. me from di- people who are in totally yeah. different ages and stages yeah. of yeah. life. Yeah. And as they go, well, actually, have you seen it from this vantage point? And I go, no, 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 because I haven't lived in that right. valley. I didn't yeah. see the mountain from that yes. perspective. Yes. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 So the older I get, the more I want to, I've got my posse I'm super, super close to, but I'm very, I have such an affinity for people who aren't like me. I think Mm -hmm. homogeny is overrated. If we will, if we will not be so focused on our little 15 minutes in the sun and we go, and again, as I'm just getting older, I go, golly, I want to look behind me. Not that I've accomplished anything. I mean, age wise, Mm -hmm. I want to look at the 20 somethings and the 30 somethings and go, honey, let me tell you where I broke my ankle so you can avoid stepping in that hole. What can I help you? Because I want to be part of your rocket launch team. Mm -hmm. I want to Because for the sake of the gospel, the Gracies need to go infinitely further than us. I was telling my daughter recently, I was trying to explain to her why David didn't get to build the temple. And I said, well, baby, I showed her this first. And I said, you know, here it says there was too much blood on his hands. So Solomon got to build the temple that he had the blueprints for. God gave him the dream. But his son was the one who actually supervised the construction. And I said, honey, I have carried so much shame. Missy was literally orphaned. I had the orphan spirit. Missy didn't have an orphan spirit. And I said, honey, I've carried shame for so long. And I'm running out of human runway. Mm -hmm. You haven't carried shame. Baby, you're going to do things for the kingdom that I didn't do. Because I'm I'm running out of runway. And I don't mean that as, you know, whiny, whiny. Oh, my goodness, God has carried me to places I never dreamt I'd walk. 
But I, I think when you said and you started the conversation now with this, that Jonathan saw in David that he would be the king. Yes. And Jonathan called it out of him and said, I'm going to give you my very own sword. Mm -hmm. And then you said he gave him a seat at the table. How cool that even the end of their human friendship mm -hmm. that David said, is there not someone in Jonathan's house? Jonathan and his dad have already been killed in war. David's now the king that his friends saw in him 30 years almost before. Yes. Is there not someone I can honor? Because I made a vow to yeah. my best friend. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, there's this dude named Mephibosheth, but he lives in a barren place because when they were racing out of the temple, the nanny dropped him and he broke both feet. Mm -hmm. And he assumes you'll kill him because there's so many coups during this period. Mm -hmm. Go get him. And you stop and think about Bo going, oh, snap. Like, <laughs> the king has sent for me. He's finally figured out where I live. Wow. There is going to be a public execution well. because yeah. my grandfather tried to kill him. My grandfather's such a nut job. Yeah. And y'all remember he comes before David yeah. and he falls on the ground and, and like begs to be story. treated like a dog. Mm -hmm. And David says, stand up. Mm -hmm. You will always have a seat at my table. So I think of in the natural Gabe, 20 years from now, who knows what God's going to do with your life. But for Gabe to go, look at how much more beautiful the table is. Because when this beautiful kid at 20 was struggling with, do I need to take a shower before I go into the sanctuary? He said, not only do you not have to take a shower, but you're going you're gonna to propel other people into cleanliness mm -hmm. and righteousness by your gift. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's yeah. loving other people enough. It goes back to honor. It's us going, well, we get yes. to do this. Mm -hmm. yes. We get to help the people mm -hmm. around us. I think I totally agree with you saying not everybody's a partner. I totally agree with that, but there's a but here. Um, I think we should seek to partner with almost Absolutely. everybody. Yes. Maybe partner isn't the right word, maybe propel. Mm -hmm. I want to go, how can I, in yeah. some tiny way today, scoot you closer yes. to Jesus? At TBN, our mission is to use every available means to reach as many individuals and families as possible with the life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you for helping make the gospel of grace go around the world. And it's because of you that partner with us that this ministry continues. God bless you.